Welcome to this episode of the Business of Practice podcast, where we focus on the physical, financial, and human sides of equine veterinary medicine. In this episode, we're talking about how to leverage team talent with Dr. Mike Tomlinson. I'm Kim Brown, your host, publisher of Equimanagement. The Business of Practice podcast is brought to you by CareCredit. Tomlinson, DVM MBA, is the owner of Tomlinson Equine, a referral practice limited to Olympic and pre-Olympic horses with emphasis on longevity and performance in the jumping dressage, eventing, vaulting, and endurance disciplines. He is a past president of Horses and Humans Research Foundation, past president of American Endurance Ride Conference, past vice president of U.S. Equestrian Federation, and he served as the president of Veterinary Commission One for the 2018 World Equestrian Games. He also is a course director for the FEI and teaches both endurance and veterinary courses, which FEI official veterinarians must attend to keep their status. Thank you, Dr. Tomlinson, for joining us today to talk about leveraging team talent. Thank you so much for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Great. Um, I know that you have been responsible for putting together successful teams for business, for organizations, for industry, and of course, for equine events. So what are the first steps in, in trying to put this team together? Whenever you need to put a team together... Uh, you certainly want to check out your goals and all those things, but let's focus on the human part of this. The first thing with any team, almost always, you are given a few people who are going to be part of your team. <laughs> you don't get to select them. Um, you want to, once you know who they are, take a step back, figure out your goal, figure out what you need, what competencies, what, uh, what experience, what you need from your team, how many you want on it, et cetera, def- define that. And then go back and say, okay, I've already been given these people. They fit these slots. The thing is, never, ever try and pound a round peg into a square hole. Figure out what these people want to do. Your goal as a leader is to create or, or build the passion they have for your goal. And by enabling them to do what they are passionate about is how you can achieve your goal. The next step is to start advertising, finding putting the word out, whatever you want to call it, finding more people to fill the rest of your team. Almost always you have people who fill your team who don't fit any of the holes. They're great pegs, but they don't fit the right holes. Your goal as a leader is to get the holes to match the pegs, not the other way around. You need to figure out how you can create a job description for that person that really encourages their passion, their drive for your goal. If you have a team full of people who all have passion for the same goal and are all rowing in the same direction, you're going to get there. 
once you have found your team, figured out what they do and how to do it, the next thing is start your communication. Actually, it should have started long ago, but now <laughs> your communication comes in earnest. Your first task with these team members is let them know what they're responsible for and what they have the authority for. And you as the leader must make absolutely certain that the authority and the responsibility match. And if those two do not match, it will not work. Everybody will be unhappy. You have to make sure that everybody on the team knows what everybody else is doing, what their authority is, what their responsibility. You have to be sure there are no holes. In other words, if nobody is responsible for it, guess what? You are. <laughs> and so that is your job to make sure everything is covered and communicate, communicate, communicate. You need to keep everyone happy, everyone excited, everybody impassioned towards the goal. And it's going to be up to you to figure out who is straying a little bit from the direction we need to go. <laughs> and uh, you will always, if you have more than two people, you will always have a little bit of cat fighting among your team. And you have to work with that. And the way you work with that is communication. If they all know what everybody else is doing and why they're doing it and what they have the authority to do, the cat fighting just drops to zero because they have no secrets. And secrets are the best way to start a cat fight. <laughs> that's true. So that's basically how I put together a team and get them started. The Business of Practice podcast is brought to you by Care Credit. Care Credit keeps equine veterinarians at the heart of care by providing horse owners with simple, budget friendly financing options. By bridging the gap between cost and care, Care Credit supports healthy financial relationships between veterinarians and their clients. It can help them move forward with care a horse needs whenever and wherever it's needed. Let's talk a little bit more about the communication because you have worked globally. You've worked for companies, you've worked for organizations, and a lot of times you're not in the same location. So that's kind of a nice uh, practice for COVID when everybody is having to do different things. Some are working from home, some are out on the road in a vet practice. You know, some of your people may be uh, remote. So what are, you, what are you doing to make communication better when you're not all in the same place at the same time? Everybody does it differently. My style is a highly communicative laissez-faire where if things are going well, I'm not going to bother you. If you need something, you call me. That doesn't work for some people. For some people, you have to, as the leader, to call them. Some people you have to call every day. Um, you know, some people need more, more uh, assistance to do their job than others. And your, one of your many goals is to 
have people feel good about what they are doing, have them understand why they are doing it, and let them see how they fit in the entire picture. Everybody wants to feel important. And if they feel like they're just a cog and a great big wheel that makes no difference, you're going to get that kind of work out of them. If they all know how important their job is, that's when people feel good about coming to work. That's, that's a really good point, Dr. Tomlinson. And in veterinary practice, how do you communicate up and down the hierarchy and across uh, the peers when um, it, it's kind of a chaotic industry? <laughs> I make it a big point to uh, to know, truly know and appreciate the one who mops the floor, the one who cleans out the kennels, the from the very bottom all the way to the top. And I make sure everybody who works for me also appreciates them. You, every single person on a team is important. And um, if you don't think they're important, you start doing it. <laughs> all of a sudden, their work is important. Um, the communication, you, you have to communicate with every single person differently. And experience is what it takes because you start out talking to everybody the same way you want to be talked to. That's normal. As you gain experience, you learn some people need to be uh, contacted every day. And other people, if you talk with them once a month, they are perfectly fine. So work with them, see what they like. And you know, the best way to figure that out, ask them. Just say, what do you want? Because if you are fulfilling what they asked you to do, they are much more likely to be happy. Even if they don't like it, they asked you to do that. <laughs> uh, give me an example of some time when you have been responsible for a team. It doesn't matter if it was an event, an industry, a business, a, a, an organization, where you had to um, work with some of the team members to, to have them uh, maybe I'm trying to say this so it will be politically correct. So they'll quit fighting with each other. An example was one company where I was asked to come in and provide some leadership for the team. And the company was almost literally divided in half where there was one team on one side doing one thing and one team on the other side doing something else. And they were at odds with each other simply because they didn't think the other one knew what they were doing. <laughs> and they were the ones carrying all the weight. Both sides thought that. Neither side would talk to the other. And therefore, there was a lot of distrust. And uh, they were assuming the other one did this or did that. They took things that they saw and blew them totally out of proportion. What I did was went in there and worked with every single one 
to see what their responsibilities were, what their authorities were, and they didn't match at all, and that's why they were so unhappy, uh, got them to match, and then made sure everybody else knew how it matched. What was interesting was there were a few people, once they figured out their authority and their responsibility, they didn't like their job anymore. <laughs> because they liked having all the authority and none of the responsibility. And so it was quite a, um, interesting how many of the top people left because they suddenly were responsible for things. And the people towards the bottom felt great about it because suddenly they had the authority to improve things, to feel like they were heading towards the goal. And that's, that's how that team came together was they all understood what each other was supposed to be doing. There were no secrets, no assuming. Um, suddenly, they understood, and it made it much nicer. Well, that's great. Well, is there anything else that you can suggest to veterinarians, whether they're putting together a team for a horse show or trying to work better in their veterinary practice that that you would recommend. And, and it's okay to reiterate some of your top points. Hiring is one of the most challenging thing anybody in any business can do. And keep in mind that who you hire almost never will fit the hole that you have ready for them. Figure out how to make the hole fit the peg. Make it so that the person can succeed always make the employee succeed. The um, uh, other thing is none of us is a perfect communicator. We all need to work on it. And it is something you need to work on every day and think about it. And when you talk with somebody, go, how could I have said that better? And so a good leader works on themselves as much as they work on the team. So improve communication and making your employees happy. Well, those are, are great tips, Dr. Tomlinson. And I know that uh, you are actually getting ready to uh, head out to another one of your global equine trips. So we won't keep you any longer, but we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much, Kim. I appreciate your leadership in the industry. Thanks. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And we thank our audience for joining us today for this Business of Practice podcast. And a big thanks to our sponsor, Care Credit. We invite you to visit Equimanagement or your favorite podcast network to hear each episode of the Business of Practice. And if you have any questions or suggestions, send an email to me at kbrown, that's the letter K brown, at equinenetwork.com. The Business of Practice podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of Equine Network, LLC. Mm -hmm.